you know, what, what are we what are we here to talk about? Well, we're here to talk about um, the turning over of women's rights in terms of Roe v. Wade. But I oh, think we're here to talk about current events. I think the first thing we need to do, Bob, um, is play 30 seconds of uh, quiet airtime. Kind of a moment to say that we recognize how big and fucked up this is. All right. You know, we're doing the Roe v. Wade thing, guys, and, and we want to start with a little disclaimer that we understand that we're both cis white males. So it, it's, it's, you know, we give our input with all respect done to women. And, and we're saying this because we stand with y'all. This is about you. This isn't, no one's going to agree with what happened. But we also ask you to please take it with a grain of salt and kind of understand that we're just as writers, as entertainers, as humans, we're just going to give our take on this. And, um, we hope we don't offend anyone, and we hope that we represent. We don't necessarily. No, nah, I don't think there's going to be a voice here representing the side that agrees with it. We're just going to be honest with you guys. I just it, it, we can't. We can talk about personal feelings and stuff, but just bear with us if this is too triggering for you, or you don't think we have a right. You know, please walk away respectfully. Rem, I'm, I'm gonna. I would like to jump in. Please do. I would like to put not a disclaimer, a caveat out there that I'm saving my 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 uh, full fledged and un unedited part of this for when we really get into the nitty gritty. What I plan on doing with this episode is I plan on having my unapologetic take on something like this. And much like everything I do, it's going to be involved the view from 10,000 feet. And that's where I really mean that I'm going to have that unapologetic. This is who, this is who I am. These are my beliefs and you know, you can do with it what you want. Yeah. I think um, just to get things started, you know, obviously everyone knows what we're talking about. People are pretty much tuned, tuned to it. But for those who don't know, Roe v. Wade was overturned for a big portion of the country. And can we can we also clarify not the misinformation that's out there? Oh, well, of course. That's part of what we do. It's federally. Basically, what they said is that they no longer feel that it needs to be federally recognized. So let me backtrack and tell everybody basically what the Supreme Court did here. The Supreme Court decided even though the Supreme Court over the last 50 years has had different times where they could have decided on it and they choose either not to or they they hear on it and the case isn't that's been brought up isn't it doesn't feel they don't feel it rises to that level in this situation they just basically released a ruling that said Tough we don't bitches. we no we don't feel this is this is the Supreme Court's call we be, we feel that this is a state's call yeah. because we we live in a federal republic where the we have an overseeing government, but the states are supposed to have the say in how they run things. And the Supreme Court was essentially saying, this goes back to the states, run yourself accordingly. What people may not know is that they did they, their opines came from a case that was brought to them from Texas. Mm -hmm. And Texas's case was an originally, was it six or eight weeks? They, I, wanted, they wanted to I say you couldn't. You couldn't get abortions after six. I mean, I'd like weeks. to say six, but yeah, um, I know it might have been eight actually. But while this was, what there was a moratorium in Texas, mm -hmm. and during that moratorium, Texas decided we're just going to make it illegal. Yeah, like, and and we're going to we're and then put it in place where uh, we're going to deputize citizens on the spot if they see people trying to get abortions to either tell the police or do citizens arrest. So creepy incels can now knock on your door if they think something's happening, and yep. citizens arrest you. For trying to not potentially have a rape baby or whatever reason you don't want it. That's not our place to question you. It's not our fucking place to question you, but 
This is, you want to talk about culturally defining moments, like our last episode. What the fuck, bro? I'm not even going to mince my words here. We felt it coming. People have been talking about it for a while. Everyone's been dancing around it, but, and people have been like, this can't happen. But that's as far as it gone, and then it happened. Like, my running joke is that I went to bed. It's not even a fucking joke. I wasn't trying to be funny, but it's like I went to bed in 2022 and woke up in 1950s Mississippi. Like, holy shit. And me and Bob, we've been in this war since we were, again, Gen X's, man. There were girls who were getting abortions, getting things taken care of. The one thing that I knew pretty early on was this. It's not my, it's not that it's not my battle, but it's not my place to say, do this or do that, because I am not in their situation. I will never know what it's like to carry a child to term or to not carry a child to term. But I learned pretty young, and we'll talk about how with music and shit, surprisingly, but, and I know this was an exact battle for me and Bob's parents. Not like they battled for it, but it was their lifetime when they saw the Drove You Wade shit happening, you know? Classic movie Kramer versus Kramer, like there's, you know, it was the rise of abortions and divorces, right? But this to me is the biggest backstep I've ever seen happen in my lifetime. Another big one was realizing how badly all the cops to African-American people and black people. That That was a big curtain pullback, but this is a curtain pullback that, listen, all you ladies who are empowered... All you ladies have owned your sexuality and you're starting LLCs now and you're just owning your life. Fuck you. What we're going to do right now is we're going to make you so fucking defeated and depressed that you're going to literally, they, what did they just do? They just fucking depressed half the country. You know, I've seen women who, even, even if they're not going to be affected by it, if they're older, it doesn't matter. I've seen women crying for fucking two days. Because they're like, oh my God, what's next? I'll tell you what's next. Why don't you tell them what's next in terms of fucking Clarence Thomas, bro? Well, that's not where I was. I was going to have a buildup to my kind of piece. Guys, I get really upset about this and I apologize if I get too emotional at times. So Rem, you know me well enough to know that basically when it comes to stuff like hot button issues, this is a hot button issue, that things like that, especially when people are going to be emotionally charged. I try to take the rational view. Mm-hmm. I try to remove mm-hmm. as much emotion as I can. So that's what I'm going to do with my preamble here. Okay. So my preamble is up until this point in the podcast, I really have not talked about my political ideologies, my values, my morals, all that, but I'm going to do that now for the sake of this episode and what we're talking about. So I want to start by saying that politically speaking, I am I am a libertarian. So for people who don't know what a libertarian is, a libertarian believes in a limited government. It believes in voluntarism. Freedom of the people. Yeah, it believes in that we have freedom of choices, like on many different levels. Now, this is where it's going to get a little hazy. Like Rem, for example, you want to ask me to clarify things. I will be the voice of the public. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So my first takeaway when I saw what the Supreme Court did was that they did their job. And what their job was in that situation is they didn't feel like it was their decision to make. It's the state's decisions to make. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, and this is again, my, my opinion based on my beliefs, that doesn't mean that the states are going to make decisions that I would agree with, but I don't live there. That's not my state. That being said, let's bring it back to abortion because that's what we're doing this episode about. Yeah. Do I view abortion as murder? No, I don't. Do I view it as the ending of a life? Yes, I do. Do I think that it should be illegal? No, I don't. I think it should be legal. 
Because you know what? That's a choice that a, a woman has to herself. And that is a very that is a choice that comes with emotional and psychological yeah. levels of distress. Physical levels. That's not an I feel like there's a sect of the country who number one, they look at it as murder, and that's what they that's what that's the pulpit they they well, argue that's the from. dialogue they've believed. but they also they also just think that there's no they think it's like a you're just a heartless person who did no, 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 no. People I know it's never an easy decision. No, 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 no. I have many debates with people about abortion, many of whom are religious people. Mm-hmm. And they stick to that. And then when I say things like, are you going to take care of that child? That unwanted child? Oh, they don't care about that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. They yeah. don't care that the kid's going to be born um, into a loveless life and molested and passed around daycare and kept alive in group homes. No, they don't care about that. They just need to fucking tell the woman to not do that. And ultimately, what I'm trying to say here in a, in my take on abortion is it's not my choice to make what you do with your body, mm-hmm. what you choose to do. That's not, that is not my choice. I also feel like it should be something that's available. We could, we could sit here and argue about the, the level of availability. I'm not, and I don't think that's not what I'm here to do right now. He doesn't want to open an abortion plex. Yeah. But I also like, I don't want to sit there and be like, yeah, let's okay. Abortion's legal, but that's the, the thing. Up to the first six. Yeah, mandates. Up to the first four weeks. Mandates. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, and because the arguments, the opponents to an idea about that is, when do people, most people find out they're pregnant? Eight to ten weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So there's this, to me, there's dialogue there. Yeah, that making we can, it impossible. We, we can come to, yes, yes. It's like they're staying within the rules and their interpretation of it is they're just playing with the words. They're yeah, playing they a game it. of semantics. That's what, that's what yeah. politics are. Oh, let's switch yeah. this here and here, you know? So Rem... One area, though, that comes to this, because as I re- referenced earlier, we live in a federal republic. We do. And what people people often say, we're a democracy. Yes, but our, illusion of our, official, our official model, like the official, what our country's government is, is a federal republic. And what that means is it's a federation made up of states. Mm-hmm. And every state is kind of and the government is supposed to be like an arbitrator in like certain instances. Like the you there but you yes. can do your own shit. But yeah, the point is that yeah. you there's you make the rules about the state, your state. And that's that's basically been the tenant of our country since its founding. And let's say before anything else too, me and Bob are lucky. We're in Massachusetts. It's not being heavily affected by this. Oh yeah, yeah. Our, the governor of Massachusetts, uh, a Republican, mm-hmm. Charlie Baker, has already come out and said that nothing's going to change in Massachusetts. And he come also, on in, we'll help you. Yep, he said that uh, those extradition laws that other uh, states have put pla- put in place to extradite people back for committing crimes outside. Of the- no, he said fuck you. He said nope. So proud New Englander, man. Yep. Yep. Again, um, it's heavy. Well, I think it's, too. it's heavy what we're talking about because well, look, we can talk about the horrors too. Let's talk about the horrors. Okay, in the seventies, when when it was still up for debate legality, you had women going to what people would call back. I'm not going to mince my words here. Back, back alley, alley abortions. abortions. It's a fucking van. It's a fucking van with coat hangers, man. It's all it is. And if you, if you for those who don't know, it's exactly what you think it is. She sits back, she opens her legs, and they stab her fucking uterus, and basically, and I'm not telling you this to offend you, I'm telling you what they have to go through if they're not doing it safe. 
Do you think there are women right now lining up to be like, I want 10 abortions? No. In most of the situations, I'm sorry to say, and you know, I'll, I'll be quicker, but I'm the same stance as Bob. I'm pro-choice. I've always felt that way. I was raised by a single mother and you know, I had an older sister and I, I just saw the issues that women had to deal with. So it was putting me pretty young that it's not my battle. I can support them. I can give them my two cents. I can stand behind them and hold them up, but it's, it's not my place. But for me, another aspect that me and Bob were talking about is, is, is so what now? Like they've, they've, they've just made one of them, they've just weaponized one of the pri- most private things between people. And like, you know, because you're talking about weaponizing sex, ultimately. Let's talk about what it is. They're weaponizing sex for women. But like... Well, I mean, let's, let's dig deeper because what it is, is let's re-empower the patriarchy. Yeah. Oh, no, dude, more, this was, this is beyond a re-empowerment. This is the biggest dick slap that they've done in recent memory. The last dick slap like this was the Patriot Act. They were like, fuck you. We're going to watch you in your home and take videos and there ain't shit you can do. Fuck you, suck a dick. Now they're like, fuck you. You have to have babies in an overpopulated world where people, couples can't even afford to to like live together without children. And you're going to bring more kids here? Dude, I'm dumbfounded. Like, I always think, I I think I have an elegant way to address it, but with this, I don't. I, I didn't expect to see this in my lifetime. It's really, really bothersome to me. Um, I think that one thing men can do with the situation too is I, I think that we should up the snipping. I think men and boys who know that they maybe not want kids and you can undo a snip. So snip your shit for five years, have sex where no woman's going to have to worry about that, bro. We got to do our part too. I know when we were heading up here that I told you about a lot of the memes that I see women putting out there mm-hmm. and you, you mentioned that you would rather see that coming from men. So here's one that I'm going to say as a man that I wholeheartedly agree with. Because related to this, aren't they limiting contraceptives? Yo, this this, this (laughs) is... I'm glad glad they are. Because this is is my counter to that. All right, then we're going to limit your availability of Cialis and Viagra. Yeah. It's an equal cut, man. If that means that someday I can't do it, because like someday I get a limp dick and I can't do it, hey, well, well, I'm going to be consistent and stand by saying that then we should limit that stuff too. Yeah, because the problem right now is in the time when in the last five years, women have become really empowered and they've started some movements and they've gotten a voice politically and sociopolitically that they've had but never really had. And, I, you know, I think part of this has to do with the patriarchy observing that and being like, OK, they really don't need men anymore. Like they're good. They're fucking independent. Don't beat around the bush, Rem. Insecure white men. Yeah. Insecure white men got some cognitive dissonance going on because of the empowerment women sought and got for themselves. Oh, she's naked? Oh, she's on OnlyFans? Oh, fuck. Oh, she doesn't want anything to do with us old creepy white. Oh, fuck her uterus. Fuck her. You know what we're going to do? Let me passively, aggressively stick it to them where I can. You know, for a generation of women who've just been like, you know what? I like my body and I like myself and I'm proud of myself. And they're like, fuck you. Like now they're basically saying. That they want everybody who has sex to make a baby. Holy fuck. Like, I know, but if you take away the contraceptive and then do that, that's the dialogue is. Hmm. I wonder what that sounds like. Sounds very Christian. It does. This is the handmaid's tale at this point. They're going to have, they're trying to make women into breeders. That's what that story is. The fucking breeders. And like, uh, I just, I, I almost, I almost feel like we need to pause this discussion and do it with a woman. Not sex. Not do it with a woman. But have a woman in for this discussion. We could do this discussion, but we can also have it continued. Yeah. With yeah, with a woman in. A woman or two, yeah. Yeah. 
uh, for anyone who picked up on that, I brought up the Christian this little angle huge. there. Let's be honest. Yeah. So what it reminds me of, because I know a lot of people who are Christians, by the way, speaking of my beliefs and all that, I personally am agnostic. I, and what I mean by that is there could be a God. There may not be a God. I always make the joke that if we get to the end of my life and I'm presented with some pearly gates and someone's seen who's let in or let out, that I would show up and go, no hard feelings. Yeah. I just show up and I'd be yeah. like, I'll see myself out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the elevator to hell? Yeah, I'll just take that. One. <laughs> it looks like a fiery water slide. No, see, you're agno- and I'm, I'm, I was agnostic and I was atheist for a bit because I just thought I was so wise. But I've had some interesting experiences with spirits and hallucinogens and DMT. Where oh, don't get me wrong, I'm a spiritual person. I'm just that's my big thing. I don't. I, you can be spiritual without being religious. Oh yeah, I'm not yeah. religious. I'm yeah. spiritual, yeah. but I'm spiritual in the sense. That's not related to the church. I observe the miracles, put it that way. So I want to preface this by saying this isn't geared at all Christians. This is geared at radical Christians. And we know that. And I want to to preface this by saying because people, a misnomer out there is that there are no liberals that are Christians. That's as dumb as like, if you're liberal, you can't, you don't support the troops yeah, or it's a things dumb like narrative. that. It, yeah. It's a default narrative. Yeah. So when I see the, the Christians, the religious fanatical people and they're, you know, they go on their pulpits and they're just like, Oh yeah. Let's use abortion. For example, I am one of the people that reminds them that the establishment clause, which is also known as the first amendment mm-hmm. to the United States constitution says that there is a division between church and state. Uh, Apparently not. Do you want, do you want a little fucking background on this? I want a little, fucking, oh, okay. I want a little fucking background. Do you know who opined that? While they were convening for this convention, for the for the ratification of the U.S. Constitution, I don't. The founder of Rhode Island, Roger Williams. What's up? He's the one. Own. Yep, he's the one who uh, opined it. And he, do you know why? Mm-mm. This talk about flipping, talk about living in the upside down. Uno reverse. He did. Yes, exactly. He did it because he was concerned that the government was getting involved with the church. Whereas today, we now the church is. I have a concern of the church getting involved. Yeah, with the they government. always said che- separation yeah. of church and state, yeah. but this just proved that's not the case. And and by the way, because we're speaking, we've been speaking about the U.S. Supreme Court. This was confirmed and solidified with Lemon v. Kurtzman in 1971. Now give for the people. Yep. To be constitutional, a stature must have secular legislative purpose, principal effects that neither advance nor inhibit religion. They don't foster an excessive entanglement between the government and religion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hello. Guess, yeah. Well, but the, again, we go back. We go back to semantics. They, they, people like this look for the fine print and they look for the vagaries of where they can That's put it what in. It is. And, and it's and it's again, it's scaffolding. You build it here and then you build upon it, it. You build upon. You build yes. upon it. Yep. I mean, but the fact and like you know, we're talking about these are old Christian values that are suddenly being pushed in twenty twenty and. You know, the rumors are at this point, not even the rumors, but the conjecture is that they're basically unprivatizing your bedroom. Yeah. Clarence Thomas is after this ruling, he came out and scumbag. He he didn't say they're going to. He He didn't have to. He asked the court if they could look into same sex marriage and yeah, the privacy of the bedroom and all. Yeah. Yeah. He did that. So I feel like, you know, no, I can't say what I was just going to say. You can, okay, well, do you want to talk about how, what an upstanding moralistic person Clarence Thomas is? Yeah, well, to start it off, guys, one of the first times that my generation, Bobby's generation, got acclimated to the seriousness of 
sexual harassment in the workplace was motherfucking Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill. Yep. And it's an incredibly interesting story. So we can't, we could do five hours on it. So educate yourself at this point, but he was- Can I summarize it? Yeah, yeah, feel free. Even though you asked me to, that's fine. Fucking guy. Okay, summarize it. No, no, no. Yeah, you're good. I already leaned back. You've already shamed me. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, but you shame even. No, no. Basically, dude, guy was in a high position of power, woman under him, and he was just that guy. He was like a Howard Stern fucking cliche. Now, give examples, because we got to talk about the puke coke. Yeah, so he he started, you know, he started like any predator. He built trust. Mm-hmm. I'm trying, oh, what the fuck is the word? Why am I blank? It's Grooming? The heat. Yeah, he grooms. Yeah. He, he attempted to groom. She had very strong convictions and personal boundaries, and he would do things like try to invite her privately to... As her Campa- boss, dude. Yeah, campaigns, and she would always find a reason, and he would always try to get around that. And she was very... Very clear and professional about mm-hmm. this is a professional relationship. Okay, now you may go into the pubes. No, and it was interesting because you've all seen it. And I'm sorry, if we came up in the 90s, I had fucking bosses that were creepy to me. Like, everybody did. It wasn't okay, but he was the kind of boss that would comment on how she looked, the way she walked by. And it came down to some serious shit like, okay, you know the kind of people who are predatory toward women and children? They turn everything sexual. Every, you could be like, I'm having a good day. And they'd be like, are you wet? Like, it's just this weird thing they do because they're neg- like negging the person. Like, basically breaking them down like gaslighting. But, I mean, it came down to what? There was a pubic hair on her fucking coke, right? And she, or, or was it on hers or his? I believe it was on hers. And he pointed out that it was one of his pubes. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Wait a minute, what? And then she made a formal complaint about it. And dude, and she got blacklisted. She got fucking fr- people. As she was like telling the story on the news, people were like, people in the Supreme Court were like, Shh. basically, if you watch it, it's appalling. They're like, shut up, whore, bitch. Not literally, but it feels like that. But what was interesting is people like me and Bob and a couple of my other friends were like, so that's sexual harassment. And we knew to never do it and to never engage and to smack people who were. But like she essentially, she was like a Monica Lewinsky, bro. She sacrificed her life to try to protect other women from it happening. And this motherfucker is still there. And now he's one, he's going to make it so that people can't be gay. Like, holy fuck. The only thing missing is he's black. He sounds like the kind of dude that would burn a cross on his own fucking lawn. Well, I also think it's funny that he wants to get, he wants to bring up the conversation about getting rid of interracial marriage when his white wife is white. Wife is white. Like, yeah. what is happening? So then I presented to Bob finally, because we have, you know, what you're hearing now is a longer version of what me and Bob do on the ride to the podcast. And, um... I looked at Bob, you know, we came here, we ate some burgers and jumped in the pool because life is good for us. We're not going to lie. It's a beautiful There was thing. no longing looking out the window today. We no. got to jump full force into that he pool. He said, bring the fucking suit. And I said, brother, I always have it on. But I said to him, I'm like, you know, Aldous Huxley's famous quote is, maybe this planet is another planet's hell. And it's always, I've always found it really interesting lately. Since the pandemic, I wonder if everyone on this timeline with us did we all do something really wrong? Like, I can remember a car accident when I should have died, but I was okay. And I remember an incident when I stopped doing Xanax and stroked out and should have died and didn't. But I have moments I can go back to and been like, everything's been fucked since then. Because a world where women's rights are being stripped in 2022, women's reproductive fucking rights, this is a bad timeline, guys. We're on a bad timeline. So, Rem, is now a good time for me to uh, go into my stats yeah, they're really impressive. Because of uh, how they relate to my ideologies and my thinking. Yes, please. 
I think it's fair to say that people who listen to this may take issue with me saying that the Supreme Court did their job. They did the right thing. No, no. Let me be the guy on the other end of this real quick. All right. All right. Okay. Do you you take issue with me saying that? No. And I want to explain to people what Bob is saying. He isn't saying they did a good job. He didn't say, I agree with what they're doing at all. As a matter of fact, we both said we don't. He's saying they did their job. They're the system in power that does the basically the kachinking of the walls, like chunk, and they did it as oft hands as they could, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what I'm. I'm getting at. So no, don't don't okay. don't confuse what he's saying because he's not saying yeah they so, did their fucking job. Now let's take it the next steps. So we put it back on the states. Yeah, and the states who we elect officials to mm-hmm. represent us mm-hmm. and our feelings on things and laws in good faith. We vote them in good faith. Mm-hmm. That these people are going to represent us. So, since and we got to say we we see that locally people get whipped up into a frenzy during these fucking things. So, for everybody, I thought it would be absolutely appropriate. I did some uh, some research. The statistics I'm going to bring to your attention are from five different outlets, mm-hmm. some of which lean to the left, most of whom are centrist. And they all have to do with the state of Texas. Okay. Because Texas is where this starts. Mm-hmm. So, let's go. For people who don't know, Texas, roughly 30 million people live in Texas, okay? The Texas Tribune is a newspaper based out of Austin. Let's be honest, that's leaning left. Yeah, Austin, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if yeah. you don't know. Yeah. Um, but I did have stats from Gallup. Oh, okay. Gallup is the gold standard for polls, just yeah. so people realize. Maris, which is second. The Houston Chronicle, which is, I believe, the second biggest paper in Texas. Yeah. And the Dallas Morning News, which is the biggest paper in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the go-to. Yeah. The Dallas Morning News is centrist, maybe a little right. Houston Chronicle is centrist. Every So I'm doing a lot of centrist stuff. But he's also trying to represent as many voices. I want to be fair because that's what good research does. The amount of people who were polled in these polls equals probably, I would assume, a little over 10,000 people. That's a. I want to give people an idea. If we're doing a national poll, 10,000 is the minimum you need to have a, a strong poll. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to represent a much larger it's, number. And it's supposed to equally represent the average of the entire country's feelings. Mm-hmm. So to have 10,000 people in Texas, that's a very strong. These results come from October of 2021, okay. December of 2021, mm-hmm. February of 2022, March of 2022, May of 2022. So it's a good median. Yep. I'll start with the Texas Tribune. 78% of the people polled believed abortion should be legal in some form. 78. And only 15 said it should be illegal. Again, that's left-leaning, but now let's go to Gala, the gold standard. Different, different. Ready? Their data comes mind-blowing. Theirs is the outlier for this. Theirs is from 2011 to 2021. Okay. 10 years. 52% of Texans believe that abortion should be legal. Which is 48. And no. only 26 oh. think that it should be illegal. It says a lot for everyone so, trying so, to condemn Texas. So right the now. difference between the two polls, by the way, 52% should said it should stay the way it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't talk about what the percentage that feel it should, it should be different but legal. Oh, interesting. Mm. Morris, this one is from this year. This one is going to blow your mind. 59% of Texans oppose the Texas law on abortion. Oh, wow. You know what I left out here? No. That was Republicans in Texas. Oh, fuck. Was your mind blown? Yeah, completely. Because you just wouldn't, you would not expect that. Houston Chronicle, 70% oppose the ban. Wow. Dallas Morning News, 54% abortion should be legal with restrictions uh, like 15 weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think 15 weeks is reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the point I, I'm saying in this, when I say we put it back on the states and our states, we vote for people to represent us, what, is, what am I saying with all the numbers? Are the people in Texas being represented? No, yeah. no. My point is, yeah, I know that question was rhetorical. No, they're not. And that's where I get pissed off. Understandable. Because Texas is being held up as the, the example, the Christian, conservative, wholesome model. And the peop, that's not what the people want. No, it's interesting. It's an example of basically, again, the narrative switching to fill the narrative. But it's like you have to oh, and you also have to be a little bit swayed by that because. And by the way, the media by a, uh, by a whole is not covering the protests and the anger in Texas over no, this right and now. And that's a shame. And and come on, like that's where I get upset because in good faith, people voted for the people that are making these decisions on their state's laws and they're not representing them. So what the fuck are you doing there? And I know people go out and say like, oh, that's why you vote them out. Well, I voted for them in the first place yeah, to represent me. Now I have to And they're not, and they're not, yeah, so what the, what, and here's another extreme that people will go to. I did that. I did, I vote. I voted for someone to represent me, and it didn't and work. they didn't work. So yep. why the fuck should I keep? Why would voting? I keep going? Exactly. This is this is the reason why when I, it comes to voting, when people tell me when I don't vote for a Democrat or a Republican candidate for president, and I vote for Joe Jorgensen, Doctor Joe Jorgensen, like I did yeah. in 2020, that I wasted a vote and I helped the so e, the I, quote unquote the evil side. I got that. I, said, I used to and, vote for Bernie. People would say the same shit to me. Fuck you. But, but what I tell what I tell them is I didn't waste my vote. I voted so that a third party candidate can get percentage points for the next time to get equal footing, to yeah. get into debates. Did any people know that? That's why there are only two people debates. And they're two argument debates. They're so fucking cut and dry. One side does, one side doesn't. And, and the great thing about, for me, about being a libertarian is I feel like I'm in between liberals and conservatives. And, yeah. I, and I hate, and I, overall, I hate, I'm talking the politicians themselves. Yeah, I, hate, I hate them all equally. Because to me, they get to Capitol Hill and they're all in the same team. Yeah, they push the same. That's the thing that I, I laugh about the two-party system, the three-party system, the five-party system. Because, listen, man, you have to understand that the people who are in that type of power situation, they're all listening to the same record. Yep. Even if they like different best songs on that record, they're all listening to the same record. They're all reading the same book. So we can pretend. I think the problem right now as a result of this is we no longer feel represented. I, and, 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 and more so for fucking women. And that's what I'm getting at, Rem. Like I, that's why I don't have... So it's the in theory. Mm -hmm. In theory, I don't have a problem with the, the justices that the Supreme Court did because if we're, if we're represented accordingly in our states, then... Then we're fine. Then we're fine. But we're not. But we're not. Yeah. And that's, that's where I get upset. Another area I get upset, this is me, and you know me, Rem, I love to make movie and pop culture references. Oh, yeah, that's our shit. This is where I'm bringing it back to V for Vendetta. Mm -hmm. And this is where I'm going to take people to task. Revolution. This is where I'm going to take the people to task. Because too many of us are just complacent. We're complacent in, it's the way it is. Everything. There's nothing. There's nothing. Do you know, do you, again, I told you, Rem, I was going to blow your mind with my, with my views at some point. I think I started to with that Texas Republicans thing. Yeah, yeah, that was here's crazy. where I here's where I am. Bring it back. This is where I'm really gonna go. We have a group. We have a we have a lot of people in our country talk about revolution. <laughs> Buzzword and no action. I don't know what you don't know what you're talking about. First and foremost, and I say that because you want to you want to change in the mindset of the existing institution. That's evolution. That's not revolution. Yeah, I am a person of revolution. I think we have an antiquated, broken system that needs to be replaced. Yeah, I agree. We were talking on the way yeah. up here. Let them eat cake, bro. Yes, yeah. We were referencing the French Revolution mm -hmm. and Marie Antoinette. At what point are the yeah. women who are incredibly strong and going to find the men who are behind them that are incredibly strong and we're all going to say, hey, you know what? And I, Listen, 
Do me and Bobby suggest any acts of anarchy? No, never misunderstand what we're saying. You but- know, people are trying to basically stalk the justices that shot this down, find out where they eat and all that. Oh, and, of course, and, docks and, the shit out and, of them. And but, but I don't agree with that either. Because no, again, because I'm about pacifism. And I'm that's a, not going to help your argument, no, guys. No. If you're going to attack the people who did it, they're going to say, see, they're animals. Yep. You you reinforce. Mm-hmm. You, you've created their self-fulfilling prophecy yeah. about the difference between us. My biggest concern, it's again, uh, deepens the rift, the rifts oh, in that, our country. But that's what the goal is, man. The goal is- But I don't, I personally, because when I say that, what I personally mean is with the way that this is heading, like I just see the country breaking up. Into oh. smaller countries, and I, I personally, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I think the Northeast would be its own country, and you know, the South, you can be your own country. Yeah, and, and like that, do what you want. Hey, that's your that's your choice. I just I won't go there because it's just not going to be it's my not thing. For me, uh, because that would that would be a way to take away power. Yeah, because, sovereign states. Yeah, because let me. This is where I get frustrated. These are real issues. They, yeah, they're hot button issues. They're what stir the bases of the political ideologies. It undermine them. But they're distractions mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. I mean, much, much like Trump's presidency was a distraction. Because do you know what went on during all of his circus sideshows? Well, in what way? Mitch McConnell oh, recommended Christ. all of the federal judges. By the way, during Trump's presidency, do you know that was the most federal appointed judges in our country's history? And they, were, they weren't good yeah. people. And, and this is why I think he ultimately is an evil man. Yeah. Conservatism at all costs. Oh, yeah. Bring back the family. He doesn't. He is the epitome of just like he's doing all these things to lay his dick on the table and be like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You're going to service me or you're going to be uncomfortable about it. Either way, I find it reinforcing. Like that's that's what that's my issue here. He is someone who doesn't care. He cares about his values and he's going to force them upon you. Oh, and that is that is the epitome. That is the antithesis of what I believe in. Do I have what's considered conservative views? Some. I also have liberal views. That's kind of what being a libertarian is. Yeah. You, you have it's situationally specific, and that's why they don't try to target me because I'm too hard. He's Life hard, is he's, hard. Life is hard, and so am I. Yeah, you like that reference? I yeah, was I know you make I know. it, but you're not yeah, going to get a goddamn word in anyway. Because I'm on my pulpit now. I know you're doing good, brother. Yeah, but we have situations here, and I want to go back to the revolution part. Mm-hmm. And before I get to that, I do have to say, I've brought up Paulo Frey a lot because he wrote about oppression. He wrote about it in Brazil. Yeah, a different But kind. the biggest lie that we tell ourselves is that there's no oppression in our country of any level. There's, there's, race, there's, there's racial, race oppression. Gender. There's gender oppression. There's sexual orientation oppression. Mm-hmm. There's class oppression. Yeah. And our country is just built up in a way where it has set up a system that is so complex that that's what keeps it going. It's it's a tank. Think about trying to slow down a tank with a fucking speed bump. It's do you know Do you know why why it's hard to get so many people behind a certain cause that actually leads to change? Because our government has set up a system where too many people feel like they actually have something significant to lose. Yeah, that they don't want to lose. That's that's the biggest way they do it, and it's and it's not done in one way. You have to. We have to let go of black or white thinking. Because everything in, that involves our government and gray, policy making gray, gray, is in gray. the gray. Yeah, it's in the gray. Okay, and I think the gray is a more better representation. Yes, no one, I, no one I know fully falls on one side. No, that's the reality. But that's not what we're painted because the media is in on it too. Media is it? You know the media. You know the media. All of the major media, be it print or cable news or whatever, is basically owned by five companies, right? Mm-hmm. Clear Channel. So what? Big. So what do those companies do? They it's, they send out Sunshine. They send out the same. They send place. out misinformation yep. to keep us focused on in-house fighting, so that they can do what they want. Have you guys ever watched those clips where they show fifty-six news reporters from the same day? 
and they're all saying the exact same clear channel screenplay. So like they'll show 50 reporters at the same time being like, you're not going to like everywhere. You're not going to believe what happened today. It was a real blunder out in DC when blah, blah, blah. And they, they just show all these people next to each other. They're not even saying it differently. I'm a writer. When I get a press release, I change it. I put it in different words. This is fucking crazy. It's scripted and it's put in place. Bro, it's... And if, and if I'm talking about distractions... System of oppression. I'm not... I want to make something very clear. Abortion, this issue, it affects a lot of people. And yes, like Remy said, it doesn't affect us in the Northeast. All these states have pretty much said nothing's going to change for us. Yeah. And it does impact like the middle, the quote unquote Bible belt of the country. It does. But that's not what is as concerning to me. Mm. What's concerning to me is what are they doing while we're distracted with this? Bro, what do you think that Amber Heard Johnny Depp thing was? That was another thing. That was another they, thing. They yep. threw that at us. We weren't paying attention to the wheels that were going in the fucking court. And just look what happened as soon as it ended. Yep. Weapons of mass distraction, man. It's one of my favorite expressions. Yeah. So if we're talking about true revolution, the people that feel as if they have something to lose will be the ones to rise up. Have to, they have to be a part of it. They have to be willing to make those sacrifices. Yeah, I agree. Because if you're like me, and my take on a lot of this stuff is, if one of us doesn't have equal rights or equal representation and all that, then none of us do. Yeah, it's what it comes down to. You yeah, know? I know I know people look at like libertarian and they look at the individual, but I'm also a compassionate human being who says, if, it, if, if the things that I experience and I benefit from do not apply to somebody else, then, it's not then our job is not done. Yeah, exactly. Then you know what? If I'm going to, in the short term, that's because that's really what it is. In the short term, if I'm going to lose for all of us to win in the long term, so be it. Yeah. That's my way of saying, that's my way of saying to you, Rem, but to all the women out there and all that is, I am with you. We are. And, um, you know, we're here. I don't think... I think we have to be careful because talking to Bob, you know, we want to offer people to camp because we're in a place that's safe, but I also don't want us to not be able to provide those like for people. So, you know, if anybody's in a tough situation, situation, we are in New England, we're in Massachusetts, maybe reach out and we'll see if there's anything we can do to help because um, yep. there's a lot of, there's a lot of women and girls really, really broken right now and just feeling hopeless and helpless. Vulnerable. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think a lot of guys should step up and do the snip. I think that right now the dialogue needs to change from women being sad to men saying, what can we do to help this problem? What can we do to make I think that's them? what, that's pretty much what we, that's what we did here. That's what we did here. Yeah. Long-winded way, but that's what we did. No, and I hope yeah. my, my prayer is that other people do. You know, if five dudes listening to this know now to hit up some of the females in your life and see how they're doing today. Like, and, see, listen, and people, see how they're doing. People stop making the other side. the Stop making your opposite sides the enemy. That's what they're trying to make. And that's man. what they want us to do. Yes. For example, everybody, I was speaking with someone who went out of their way to identify as a Republican. This was on Friday. And their biggest concern about 2024 is that Trump is running again. That's what? a Republican. That's a Republican so saying that. what does that, that tell you about like, how powerless people and voiceless we feel right like, now? Yeah. So Listen. we have to, and, and for people who, you have to come together with people who have opposite opinions of yourself. This is for everyone. I'm not talking to women. Uh, this is for everybody. You have to come together. You have to have tough conversations and you have to come to compromises. That is how progress is made. And through these, through our sacrifices and through all of this stuff, that is how we get revolution. Nice. Well said. Thank you. And I wanted to get this point out too. The dialogue, unfortunately, since this has turned has been, I don't want to say it's anti-male because it, it hasn't been, but I think a lot of women in the last week, especially since that, have looked at men as the enemy and what caused this. And do we understand that we wear the same face as them? Yes. But y'all need to know, and I'm not saying this for my sake, I'm saying this for all of you to tell each other. 
You need to know when it comes to this situation. So it became kind of a, a war on men. Like, that's fucked up. That's wrong. But I mean, I think that the women saw the change in the vote and looked at their boyfriends and husbands a little bit like you. And I get that we represent sperm and babies. I do. I do. But you guys need to know, not for us, for you, that we're here for you. Yes. We are nothing we're doing is for us. Nothing. But we want to make sure that this opens up like a hands across America lifeline for people. And I do think women need to know that the best guys I know, and I've seen a lot of them this week and I've talked about it a lot. The guest who was supposed to be on today talked about this all last night. The men that I know are appalled and they would not have made the vote no matter where they stand. They wouldn't have made that vote. So you might look at your brothers or your husbands or whatever and be kind of like disgusted. Please know if they're horrible people who wanted that, cut them out of your life. But most of us right now are like, listen, you don't need that negativity in your life. No. And we're, this is all I can say. Imagine the visual of when a person falls back, the trust fall. Okay. Think about the trust fall right now. And this is to all females, you know? Well, I want you all to know that there are now 40, 50, 80, a thousand dudes standing behind you with their hands to hold up your back when you fall. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. None of these people want to grope you. None of these people want to hurt you. Where you just, all I'm saying, even right now, if you looked at me and Bob, our hands are out. Like in other words, fall back. We're just going to push you back forward. That's it. You don't owe us anything. doesn't mean we want to fuck you. I know the dialogue is really weird right now, but this is a chance for the men to show solidarity for the women. We've, yep. And we've never in me and Bobby's millennial lifetime seen it like this. We've had other instances, but this is it. So this is for the men. Support your women. If you have friends, hit them up. Take them out to eat. Because a lot of women have been crying for three days, dude. Like, this has been happening. So check on your people, man. Check on your mom. Yeah, your mom's not going to have any more kids, but ask her how she feels. Like, let's talk. And mainly, I promise you, ladies, there are good guys standing behind you. You owe us nothing, but let us just stand here. And if someone steps out of line, I'll break a jaw. Not with a woman, I mean. I mean, if somebody's like kind of come in. So just know you're not alone. We see you. We respect you. We're incredibly sorry. You know, we didn't have anything to do with. We're incredibly sorry to see this. But the ones who made the vote at this point don't matter because the army of men behind you like us is so much bigger than them. Well said. And on that note, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's cathartic. Yep. Chef's kiss. Yeah, man. So yeah, please reach out to, again. Please reach out to us to any means necessary with any questions you got or any support you want to get started. We'd love to do another episode with a female or two. Just because yeah. all we can do is say, did, 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 did. how about a woman who's been through it or knows what it's like or has gotten sick or, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So please, females, reach out with us. We're not like old, like weird. You know the old thing? The old thing was any man that a woman wrote to on the internet, he'd be like, we should have sex and show me your vagina now. Me and Bob are dead and sad, so don't worry about any of that shit. This place is safe, all right? For real. I'll be honest, Rem. If people were to look at me, I think you're handsome as shit. They would, they would be like, they would be like, that's the guy who's going to lock me in my basement. Both or, of us. Whereas the, rea whereas the, the reality is, we'll kill the guys who would. Yeah, I'm the guy standing there with a shovel, ready to like chop a chop a dude in the neck. That's what's funny about me yeah. and Bob. Yeah, we yep. look like the guys who'd break into your house, but we'd kill the guys breaking yep. into your house. Yep. So, so anyway, you know what? Stay strong. Keep your head up. This, this is not going to define you, women. This is not. I promise. And. Yeah, man, we're here. That's it. All we can say is we're here to listen. And if you need anything, please, and not just me and Bob, of the men in your life, anyone, if you need something, reach out. No one should be suffering through this alone. And on that note, we hope to talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.